Walking in in the door. Yep. So, um, when you're a new athlete in the gym, uh, first of all, it's probably overwhelming. There's a lot of technique, a lot of skill, uh, a lot of coaching that happens that that can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what we kind of want you to focus on. Don't focus so much on, uh, dying in a workout. especially if they're a new athlete, to, for the first month at least, that they should leave class having left a little bit in the tank. Yeah. Not being, di- like, no dying on the floor in your first month. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to be sore anyway. Yeah, they're going to be sore. Just the, the stimulus, the range of motion, like, you're, they're going to be feeling it. Their CNS will be way overloaded just from the average class. We don't even need to talk about the 100% effort part. Yeah, yeah. and honestly, not even 85%. Just show up, do the workout, and do the movements as well as you can. Because we're trying to create that muscle memory. Mm -hmm. I know I tell a ton of people coming out of fundamentals, I don't want you to snatch below your knee for the first six weeks. from the hang. Like, you're going to go from the hang to everything. Um, And that's because we want you to learn the proper technique. We want you to reinforce those skills. 2,000 good reps for muscle memory. Mm -hmm. We start with that when we get to class. So... Stick to that that scaling or that modification that the coach gives you so that you can get that adaptation. Yes. But I think, I mean, to come from a place of understanding, we've all, most of us who've been here, we've been around CrossFit for many, many times. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You forget how overwhelming, like, the workout is. It's a new workout. And just like you said, like, brand new technique. Movements you've never done. You're getting coached. But let's also throw when people are dropping barbells and it's loud as ish and the music is cranked and people are dying and sweating and, and running to the chalk bucket and they know what they're doing and they're saying words like a whole new language you've never heard and we also just want you to slow down <laughs> and run your own weights. Yes. So And don't worry about those people and what weight they're doing or how good their lift looks. Mm-hmm. Just worry about you. Yes. And we understand like that's difficult but that's you should that's what you should be doing. Yeah. The right thing is to go slow. To go slow and mm-hmm. to and to focus on doing it right. Yes. And in that being said, like going slow, let's talk about modifying and scaling that if you are a brand, brand new athlete and you're coming out of fundamentals, the way the workout's written on the board is probably not what you're going to do. True. We're probably going to scale how many reps you're going to mm-hmm. do or how many rounds you're going to do to keep it <clears throat> at a level that you can accomplish. Because yes. I don't want you to be time-capped every single oh, workout. Just- Eating you down, and again, you're already like overwhelmed the nervous system just because of what you're doing that's brand new. Like, yep. let's put you in a place to succeed, maybe adding 30 seconds or a minute of rest between rounds or yeah. every other round, like being creative like that. And um, giving your body a chance to, to do what it can yes. with mm-hmm. what you have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can leave feeling fulfilled and that you were successful instead of leaving feeling beat down. Which is really, as a beginner, how you should feel most days. Yeah, you should leave, leave feeling some gas like you conquered the world. That <laughs> you're super stoked you learned something new. Yeah. And that you feel like you are building a foundation for better fitness in the future. Yes. And that's, we talked about um, before this, that we are building the foundation. That this is where you need to spend the most time so that you don't get cracks later when, when you're trying to do the other, the new heavier weights or a higher level skill and then you can't because 
I would say I'll throw myself out there as like the prime example. I think I've told this story before that I just my shoulders were so immobile, my hips were so tight. Our overhead squats sucked, and I just didn't do them because they hurt and I hated them. So I just never did them for like two years. Never did an overhead squat, <laughs> but I couldn't squat snatch. And at some point, I got to where my I couldn't snatch any more than 115 because that's what I could power snatch at the time. And I recognized like, oh, I got to go back to the drawing board here and overhead squat the training bar, even though it makes me want to cry because I had a fault in my foundation because I didn't practice that foundational movement from day one. Yep, that's very true. true. I I similar, so I have extremely tight hips Mm -hmm. and uh, immobile low back. Um, so I had a very immature squat for a very, very long time, and I had to be forced to squat at the wall, even though I hate it and it hurts, mm-hmm. to force my chest up. And now, once I did that, once I fixed it within a year, like, I PR'd my front squat, my back squat, all these things. Oh, yeah. But for a moment, it went down really far, and I was super scared. Take a couple steps back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have to build that foundation right. Like, no beautiful house is on a crappy foundation. So right. look forward to the house mm-hmm. and, and build take, the foundation. Take correctly. the time now. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's next? Well, let's let's oh, define this. So okay. typically on the timeline. So so a new athlete. There is everyone's journey is different. There is no timeline. But typically this is going to be your person who might be in their first three to six months of CrossFit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still kind of learning all the terms and the movements and stuff, and then. Once we start adding some weight and start uh, being able to do the workouts in the time domains, mm-hmm. uh, not getting time capped or um, not having to cut your reps, then you're going to move into what we have described mm-hmm. as the intermediate phase. Yes. And this where most people are. is where most people are. Yeah. This is where the CrossFit hook sinks. Oh, yes. Oh, I got yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much once you're here, I feel like you're in it. Yeah. And you, like, now you know what to, you have an idea what to expect. You're starting to play with the stimulus a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. like an athlete like me, I'm stronger but slower. So, like, I tend to default to do things heavier. But then, because that's what makes it feel like a good workout mm-hmm. for me. Um, but maybe I scale a couple things. So, yeah. maybe I go really heavy on my overhead squat, but I scale that muscle up. Yeah. So, we could call it, like, mix and match. When you look at the whiteboard and there's three movements on the board, that one of them you might do RX, one of them is going to be scaled, and maybe the other one is like kind of in the middle for you, and you're yeah. going to be in the middle there. Um, but it's important to do the mix and match because if you don't push yourself on the things that you can or be creative with those, you'll be kind of stuck where you are. Yeah. You still want to look for ways to keep moving the ball forward. Yeah, and this the person who's the intermediate athlete, mm-hmm. as an athlete who is seeing some pretty decent PRs, yeah. they're kind of hunting those PRs a little bit. Like things they, are starting to feel a little bit more natural. Yeah, like when you come in and you know what a snatch is, mm-hmm. you're, yeah. you're not questioning it. Like, you, yeah, you might have some form things you're working on, but you know, you know you've got you, this. Yeah, when you saw it written in, when you saw it in track, you knew what you were going to do when you got to the gym. Um, and this is the person, like right now is a great time. So we're in uh, power clean and muscle up cycle these are the people who are like i want to learn the muscle up progressions yeah i want to do jumping bar muscle ups in this workout instead of mm-hmm. pull-ups and dips yes. like this and the, 
person's this hungry. Person, this person should live in the world of progressions. Yeah, they really should. And not just one that is fun. No, they should they be do challenging like, it. Yes, they should not. If they're chasing a bar muscle up, they shouldn't do jumping bar muscle ups every time. Yep. They should maybe do banded ones or attempts or yeah, or, or just or like transition like drills. Line. Yeah, like yep. transition drills. Yeah, there's a, they should always be changing up their progression, always looking for holes in their game that are holding them back from something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that's really what we want. So a uh, prime example we talked about when we were outlining this is um, yesterday, which the, it won't be yesterday when you guys hear this, but um, we had a workout. Um, I don't know if it was yesterday when I had that say on there. But I had an athlete who I was like, hey, let's do three handstand negatives, oh, come down, and then do uh, the, rep, the remaining reps in pipe push-ups. Mm -hmm. Because I want you to get used to being upside down. I want you to start to develop that strength, but I don't want it to take you so long that you miss the stimulus of the workout. Yeah, and that's kind of like the main part of the, the progressions and mixing and matching the scale in RX is this athlete should be very focused on meeting the intent of the workout. And if that athlete that you're speaking of had done pike push-ups the whole time, it would have been too easy. Yep. They wouldn't have been challenged. But 10 handstand push-ups on a wall, way too much. Too much in too, too much. Too, too, that would have been half the workout. Yeah. Um, so finding, like, mixing and matching or being creative mm -hmm. with that three negatives and yeah, and whatever. then yeah, three fights. Mm -hmm. Yep. So slowly building in those higher level or higher skills so that you can start to develop a good base capacity or foundation. Foundation. <laughs> for those for the next step. For the next step. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, this is where that athlete, that, that athlete should be living in those. And that's what I think what I love about CrossFit is when you look at a class and yeah, there's, we'll say 10 people, they're doing the same workout, but there's nine and a half different versions of that workout taking place. Yeah, that I don't think people outside of our, our sphere understand that. Uh, and that, honestly, we've talked a lot in the last six months, especially with COVID, about the value of coaching. Mm -hmm. But that is when you can see it happening at its mm -hmm. best. Coaches modifying for people or adjusting based on their skill, finding the right thing that makes it challenging for them, mm -hmm. also helping athletes who might have a wonky shoulder or whatever right. is going on. A good substitute it's movement. Awesome when you can see a class all generally doing the same thing, but everyone in the class has it catered to them to yes. what they need. Yes, it's really definitely beautiful. Now, um, something we talked about, I opened with that these are the people who have the hook. And sometimes when you have the CrossFit hook, it it can be a detriment. Yes. So maybe you're hunting uh, that next thing's too hard and you've lost mm -hmm. the intent of the workout or the desired stimulus. You're not moving fast enough because you're hunting. You are adamant that you want to do this yes. really heavy overhead squat. Yes. And I think that that's the focus shifted to the leaderboard chasing the movement like you want to be able to click rx or you want like yeah i'm gonna do handstand push-ups i don't care if it kills me but that's not the workout but that's not the workout no and if we and do it right in the moment and we and we find a stimulus that allows us to be as fast as we need to but also challenges us then that's basically we're finishing the house now right like yeah. we got everything built but now we're putting the pretties on like, exactly. let us help you get the right pretty things where they yes. need to go. Sometimes you'll get better and become stronger, get better at 
rep max every day to get our back squat heavier. Like, yeah. you're going to find that where you can do enough volume at a heavy enough weight to stimulate a change. Yeah. But it's hard to, I don't want to say it's hard, but it's something you should keep in mind. It's something you should keep in mind. When you're choosing your options in a workout, if you're, in the, if you're an intermediate athlete. Yep. Also, something that we see a lot of, and we, we actually talk a lot about, we've talked about here on the podcast too, is a lot of times these athletes start to get the hunger. Mm-hmm. And they're, they love coming to class. They love the environment of the gym. They're getting PRs. They're progressing through these different skills mm-hmm. at lightning speed. And that adrenaline is pumping. And then they overtrain. Right. They love it so much. They love it so much that they do it a little too much. And then our body will give us signs mm-hmm. that we're doing it too much. But sometimes we don't want to listen to those signs. <laughs> Sorry. All I can think of right now is, if, have you seen the movie Couples Retreat? Yes. <laughs> when he's talking about the puppy cradle death syndrome. <laughs> Most people down. not be able to hang with that. Mm-hmm. And most of those athletes that people do look 
chores, and there's a few that have full-time jobs these days, but most of them aren't balancing a regular work, having to fit your gym workout in after work before you go pick up your kids, or, like, mm-hmm. and your dog is sick, and blah, 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 like, they don't, the that's workout is. That's not to say that you can't aspire to no, that. You, no, not if at all. You, if that's something you're hungry for, go for it. But understand, they also didn't just jump in both feet no, they to were that also level. At the intermediate level, at some point. Yep. Yes. Yep. And built and built to the level. Right. So if you want to do two or days or three days, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm good with that. But start with one or two days a week and yes. build up so that you're not just crushing mm-hmm. your soul all the time. And be aware that there should be variety mm-hmm. in those short, medium, long. Yes. Sort of also understand like to that note because we do have a lot of members right now who are like doing the grit workouts yeah because it's summertime and like people mm-hmm. have a little bit more flexibility and they're doing class the grit workouts are written for jacob um and they're not de-conflicted with the class schedule i'm gonna throw that out there right now because we've had people who oh, are like yeah. they're very similar and i'm like yeah, because we don't actually no, deconflict too. Yeah, that would be way too much to even try to balance. Because Jake, you have three, two or three sessions a day for Jacob to write. We have one. We're not. He's prepping for the games. We're trying to do clean and jerks. Like we are not in the same cycle. No, not no. even close. It's, sometimes that means that they marry up really yeah. similar, and sometimes they're very, very different. But just know that we don't. That that's that not happening. So if you are coming to grit. And CrossFit, there are days where you're going to do very similar things, and there are days that you're going to do some shit and grit that you've never, ever done, ever. And, like, and that's okay. Like split you cleans do, on Friday, that's happening. Uh, split cleans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you, way, many, many years ago, they had split snatches at the games. Yeah, they had, well, they had split cleans at the games two years ago. Oh, this was like. But split snatches, way, I remember way, way back in the day. Yeah. Too, but that because it's replicate, it's very similar to split jerk, which yeah. is hands down my fucking love movement. Me too. Like, oh man. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah. Uh, digress. digress. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So intermediate athlete, we want you to be hungry. We yes. want you to be hunting uh, for those wins, mm-hmm. uh, but we also want you to temper yourself a little bit mm-hmm. and and remember where you are in your journey. Choose progressions that are going to help you uh, maintain the stimulus of the workout, but also make you a better all-around athlete. Yeah, because that's what's going to shift you to the next level. Yeah, which is really the la- what we're calling the last level. Now, there, of course, is some levels beyond this, but yes. for the typical for the overcoming athlete in the gym, yeah, the final level, we came up with a really great name for it and that is the enlightened athlete yes, yes. that's kind of where you and i are living our yeah CrossFit living life our, right now. and i and i like it and i'm happy and like mm-hmm. I, I take my wins when i get them yeah i very rarely feel bad about a workout unless like wonky shoulder mm-hmm. or something didn't quite go as planned you know what yeah. i mean mine is more like i know at the point in the workout where i needed to be tough and push through to maintain and if i broke like didn't go and broke when i thought i could or didn't jump up on the bar when i thought i could then like i might be more beat down about that but it's never that i couldn't do a weight couldn't or that i couldn't do so a that's funny level. there's a common denominator here mm-hmm. and that is that if we are disappointed 
we didn't meet the plan that we had yeah. for that workout. Yes. So the enlightened athlete yeah. is very aware of where they are in their fitness journey. They're very aware of the goals they have. They are aware of their body limitations, mm-hmm. um, their strengths, their weaknesses. And when they looked at a workout, they were very certain what that workout was going to look like for them. Yeah. They had they the season seasoned enlightened athlete probably has a game plan. They know what they're going to struggle at, what they're going to be strong at, mm-hmm. and it's very easy for them to pick and choose. Like, ooh, I'm going to do the RX weight here. I'm going to scale this, and they have no qualms about it. No. And like, don't yeah. feel bad about it and ounce. I'm going to do ring rows, and it's okay. <laughs> right? And it's okay because they know they still met the intent of the workout and that every workout is not – they're not living and dying by their workouts. No. Because I really – it's what I think it is. Yeah. The workout is part of – at this point, if you're a seasoned and enlightened athlete, the Working out is a part of your life. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a part of who you are. It's obviously a big part because you've committed many hours of your life at this point to the yep. gym and to CrossFit, but it's not going to make or break your day. No. And actually, for my, I feel like for most of us in this phase, like just getting here and getting the workout in, what good, bad, mm-hmm. ugly, it's just you're just happy you got it in because yeah. like it's that big of a part of your mm-hmm. life. Uh, and just the, I don't know, I, t- I talked about this when we were talking about it, but like there's a mind, body, spirit part of it. Yes. Like, it makes your heart full. Mm-hmm. It makes your body feel good, like you did something. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, also, like, for me, working out always has been this, but it, like, helps me clarify mm-hmm. like and prioritize life a little mm-hmm. bit. You guys can't see, but I'm doing crazy hand <laughs> Lots gestures. of hand motions. <laughs> um, but th- this athlete um, is driven a lot more by personal goals mm-hmm. instead of, like, hunting the next PR. Because they come a lot. They've come a long way. Fewer and far between. The longer you've been training, the slower your PRs come. It's not that you don't celebrate them. They're still amazing. They just come so much slower that you have to look for wins in other things. Yep. And and sometimes meeting your game plan or exceeding Mm -hmm. your game plan. Like I had had a workout. It wasn't that long ago. It's no secret. I'm not great at cardio. I don't love cardio. It's ironic. I actually really like working, running workouts, but I'm always the last person. But I like them because I know I need to be better at them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we did one with burpees, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be real bad. I'm going to be, like, dead last. And I was not, and I was like, yes! On top of the world. <laughs> yeah, but, those, like, those are the little wins that you had an expectation that you, you, you were going to do a workout. You were yeah. still going to try your best and do all the things, but you figured you'd be last. Yep. And then you beat it. It was and awesome. I beat it, and it, was, and it was awesome. And like, and it wasn't just not being last. It was like I was minutes faster than I thought mm-hmm. I would be. Like what? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I know six to seven burpees a minute is what I'm gonna get. Yeah. And I game plan this, so the fact that I obviously had a minute where I did ten burpees or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. made that difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, these athletes are the ones who celebrate when we on Monday when we did. Uh, burpee pull-ups because they love a movement like that where maybe they can't string together a ton of kipping pull-ups but that is a movement where they can do all rx yeah because they can Mm -hmm. do all the pull-ups from that burpee on the floor um yeah they're just really they know where they're at and they know where they want to go and they're just Mm -hmm. enjoying the ride and they've still done they're still doing the things that the new athletes doing and they're doing Mm -hmm. the things that the intermediate athletes doing but now i think it's a little bit more second nature Mm -hmm. for them and maybe they're just living the process yeah a little bit feeling Feeling it feels yes exactly 
like, I really hope. So we called it the enlightened athlete. And I think that that's the right term because, I don't know, I just feel like I find a lot more joy in all of it. When, when you take out, like the leaderboard is still important to me on some things, but I know what things. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know where you're going to shine. Yeah. And you know where you're like, I'm going to get through this workout, and that's good enough. Yep. And then, <laughs> and then you just find joy in all of it. Mm-hmm. So every workout is like a win. Like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Big or small. You'll still hear me hoo-hoo when I hit a big lift. Oh, yeah. You'll also hear me yell when I miss a lift <laughs> that I thought I could hit. Because you were, yeah, you, like, were really, you, you assumed Yeah. that was your expectation. I think the enlightened athlete has uh, very aware of appropriate expectations. Yeah. And we really hope most of you get to that. Because yeah. it's, it's a great it's place a pretty, to be. Pl- pretty awesome place mm-hmm. to be. Yes. Um, but it's not to say that this athlete doesn't care. And they're oh, not no. trying hard. Um, but I feel like they've created a very strong base of the 10 physical mm-hmm. fitness skills that we practice. And they kind of know, they've been doing this for a while, they know they're not going to add another 150 pounds to their back squat. And they're probably not going to add another 80 pounds to their hand jerk. But things that, after you've had a long training life, the things that do come with practice and that they can focus on are things like mobility, or yes. their neurological skill, the double-unders, muscle-ups, like walking on your hands, mm-hmm. stuff like that, stuff that is a little bit more skill-based. Mm-hmm. Th- these are things that the, the enlightened athlete still is very often probably putting progressions yeah. and extra work. These are the people trying your triple-unders today. Yeah. They, we, For right. the most part. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Has a, they just diverted They're left a little bit. You know what I mean? That a little bit yeah. harder. And then, of course, you have, like, that. I mean, there's there's some different there's branches like, of yeah. this tree. There but are. that's typically what the trunk the is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. These three kind of things. And, um, and like we said, we have people at all of them. Yeah. And I think these three kind of encompass most of the population that's in your average CrossFit gym. Yeah. So I challenge you to, to do a little self-reflection yeah. uh, and kind of think back and think of think of where you are, how you attacked your last workout. Like, mm-hmm. was I was I really hungry and looking for a progression that really, really challenged me and uh, I was worried about where I finished in that workout? Well, if, if you were, that's awesome. That probably means that you're in that intermediate phase, you know? Yeah. If you're still like, what the hell is an amaranth? What does this word mean? Yes. A snatch what? <laughs> like, <laughs> just take a breath. Just take a breath and know Go that the coach has got you. Yeah, that's what the coach is there for. Yeah. Yes. And if you came in and you were like, okay, I can do uh, seven burpees in a minute. Mm-hmm. That means that this workout is going to be, I don't know, a four-minute workout for me. Yep. Then you're probably an enlightened athlete. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think every day the coaches are trying to get everybody tools to help them move a little bit closer to the next phase or the next step in the journey. So if you have questions about where you are or you're not sure, that's what your coach is there for. Yeah. Holler at us. We'd be happy yeah. to talk to you about We'd it. Love to I can actually tell you stuff. probably where a lot of you are at. Oh, just through these people, yeah, through these conversations <laughs> and talking about things, I'm like, oh, that person's definitely there. This person probably should work on this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's but the fun of having a small community like we do. Yeah. Small compared to like a global gym that is like a thousand members. But yeah, the coaches a, know you. With a, a coaching 
we're always looking for ways to challenge you guys. Celebrating your wins and yeah. feeling your... Yeah, you guys are going to see, actually, Tiffany, you didn't bring that up. You didn't even know you brought it up. Um, so one thing that we're going to do, because as you progress through these levels, those wins do, um, they, they start to spread out. Uh, they're not as often, but that doesn't mean that we can't still celebrate small wins. And a lot of times we lose sight of small wins because of big wins. Well, we're going to try to bring the small win back. Bring the small wins back. I actually told you about this. I didn't think about bringing this up, but small win for Jill that's going to go up on Friday Bright Spots. I did a real-life muscle-up, though. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I had to hook up my washer and dryer, and I couldn't reach back behind the dryer, so I actually had to, like, muscle-up back there Do to hook everything up and then get, like, and then out. Get out. <laughs> Nutrition is our true base, right? right? But next we have conditioning. Like, just your conditioning base alone. Mm -hmm. Even if you're still dying on every workout, it's still a million times better than somebody who's never walked in the door. Right. Well, that, if, if you look at our fundamentals, workouts, mm -hmm. the day one workout that murders people because it's their first day. Yep. If we put that in regular class, for most people, that'd be a warm-up. Yeah, and that's because you guys have worked hard. You've put in the good foundation. You're doing the work, and you're becoming exceedingly your elite and fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's a reason for those. Yeah, words are words, words are chosen very specifically. I feel it's true. But it's true. Yeah. All right, Trinity, you brought us this topic. What did we miss? Um, I don't know. I feel like you hit it pretty good, honestly. So did we? Did we answer what you? Yeah. What do you think we were looking for? Yeah. I think it's important to trust the process of going through your journey. Yeah. But, yeah. Definitely. You guys did great. Good. Well, thanks for the idea. Yeah. You guys send us more ideas. Yeah, we would love to hear it, guys. Um, so, you know, we post this across all our social media. So, uh, leave a review. Leave a comment on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to. Leave a comment in any of the social media you see the share to. We will look at it. We will gladly take your topics. Uh, we're not going to lie. Tiffany and I, we talk about a lot of things, and we should do a better job of, of tracking what those things are so we can share it with you. Uh, yes. But honestly, we want to know what you want to hear, and that, that will help feed where we take this Yeah, we want to talk about what you guys want. Because um, we could tell you a lot of dirty, sciencey stuff, but um, maybe that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, maybe they want to hear about how you found CrossFit. Yeah, maybe. I was working on my deadlift one the other day. They were awesome. 
<laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this has been the Cover Command Collective. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you command your fitness, command your nutrition, and command your life. Bye.